the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. What network? It is Friday, December 31st, 2021, the final episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast for the year 2021. We're going to hope to close it out with a bang uh, going into 2022 and joining me as usual to break it all down in our final episode of 2021 is my esteemed co-host and colleague Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, NBA and college football playoffs. How you feeling, buddy? I know you're excited. Yeah, I am. I'm super excited. It's a lot of opportunity to be made. Uh, Michigan plus seven for all the folks that catch me on the college football experience uh, with Kobe, Patty C, NC, Nick, all my guys. Uh, Michigan plus seven and a half. Don't listen to Kobe. Uh, no, Kobe's on the side. Who is? I think it's NC, Nick, and likes uh, Georgia. I don't know. It, w- I'm not trusting Stetson Bennett. I, I can't trust Stetson Bennett out here. But we got NBA action. It was uh, 2021 was a good year. You know, we yeah. started hosting NBA podcast together. We've had a ride so far. Yeah. Uh, great experience. Uh, all thanks to the guys at SGPN. And yo, is a lot of still a lot of money to be made. It's still a lot of money to be made. So I'm I'm with it. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's been an absolutely fantastic year for um, not only the NBA Gambling Podcast, Terrell, but I think the entire uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network from Mm -hmm. the NBA pod to the college experience, both college football and basketball, uh, golf, MMA, soccer. I mean, you name it. It's been an absolutely incredible year. So, um, you know, hopefully MLB, MLB MLB podcast. We We started MLB this year between myself and Malcolm, and we also started the PropCast uh with myself and dan and we know we've had you on we've had so many guests on the propcast as uh and also you know all the other podcasts across the network so you know we're gonna build that momentum off of this year you know what we've done and then hopefully we're gonna be even bigger and better going into 2022 and, and you know i'm so glad that it's for the nba gambling podcast throw that you know we were able to uh get you onto the nba podcast and and absolutely crush it so far um since we started this season so 
Um, you know, a lot of games today to close out the year. And then, you know, as usual, we're going to keep the same energy going into 2022. So definitely excited. Hopefully we can close out the uh, uh, year strong here with our NBA picks. Uh, so the plan for today's show, guys, uh, we're going to recap our picks from Wednesday. We'll get into the NBA games. Uh, and then Terrell and I, and it is Friday, so you know what that means, Friday's parlays. And I think uh, Terrell has a very, very nice big parlay to give out at the end of the show to uh, close out 2021 with a bang. Um, yeah, we'll give out Friday parlays. And then I texted Terrell yesterday. I was like, you know what? Let's give our listen one big, bold prediction for the NBA uh, for the year 2022, whether that's for the rest of the season or that's for the off season or whatever the case might be. So we'll give you our uh, bold predictions at the end of the show. Terrell, let's quickly recap our picks from Wednesday. Uh, not a great night, but I'll, I'll call ourselves out of here a little bit. But you took a very bad beat with the Dallas Mavericks uh, as your lock uh-huh. minus two with uh, Metu hitting the game-winning three-pointer for the uh, Sacramento Kings at the buzzer to get the Kings the victory over the Mavericks, 95-94. Um, that's, you know, that's just the luck not bouncing your way, I guess we can say, Terrell. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's been bad from three all year. He comes in that game and goes three for five. Like, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you're on the winning side of them. Uh, I was on the losing side of a few over the past couple. Uh, but it's cool. It's all good. Yeah, and then uh, you had the uh, Blazers as your uh, dog for the night. And you immediately, after that game was over, in the Slack channel, in the NBA Slack channel, you said the Portland Trail Blazers have officially been blacklisted until further notice. Uh, they yeah. took it on the chin a little bit, 120-105 against the Utah Jazz, who you know, in two games they've played pretty well without Donovan Mitchell, but he is back tonight for the Utah Jazz. But Portland Trail, man, it's, it's tough being a Blazers fan right now, I guess we could say. Yeah, I mean it's tough being a blade. It's like you watching it, like you watching the beginning of the end. Like you're you're watching, you're just watching the end come around because, I mean, Dame's not going to stay in this environment for much longer. Like he, he can't stay in this environment for much longer. It, this team just needs to blow. They really, really just need to blow up everything besides Dame and CJ and just kind of put some new pieces in there. But uh, I don't think they have the juice for that. Yeah. I don't think they have the juice. Uh, it's not freshly squeezed enough for them to be able to pull a move off like that for the for each other, but uh it's cool. Like it's it's all right. So we're gonna see what happens with them in the future if they just decide to move, go back to their ways of being trash, or if they try to put some actual pieces around Damon CJ. I mean, I like Norman Powell. I think Norman Powell's pretty good, but yeah, when we look around the rest of that roster, uh it's pretty it's pretty bad up there. It's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, definitely will be interesting to see what happens with the Blazers uh, as we enter uh, 2022, especially with all the things that we've heard about Dave Miller in the offseason and at the beginning of the season. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think that at, at some point it, it's going to get to him that this this losing and, and not constructing a better roster around him, they eventually maybe ask for a trade um, to another team, maybe, I don't know, in the offseason. But we'll, we'll monitor that for sure. Uh, for my picks, I also went 0-2. I had the Pacers minus three against the Hornets, and uh, the Hornets absolutely just came out and from the get-go took care of business against the uh, Indiana Pacers. Lamelo Ball, 
near triple double. And we had talked about this on the pod and I also gave this out of play on my Twitter account to take Melo's, uh, LaMelo's triple double at plus 950. He finished one assist shy of this, uh, of getting a triple double. And I think I can blame Gordon Hayward and or Mason Plumley for that because there was numerous opportunities where those guys could have finished around the basket and got us uh, that plus 950 cash. But Hornets finish up uh, that game 116-108. They win the outright as an underdog. Um, just just too much LaMelo ball, too much Terry Rozier. Rozier finished that game with 35 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Um, mm-hmm. And that took a loss there. For my dog, uh, I had the L.A. Lakers against the Memphis Grizzlies. and It was going well until it wasn't. Yeah, it was going real well up until the fourth quarter where they got outscored 26-16, to 16, did the Lakers. They lose the game 104-99. LeBron, another brilliant performance. He dropped 37 points, 13 rebounds for the L.A. Lakers. I think that's the eighth or I think that ninth straight game now this season without Anthony Davis in the lineup where LeBron has notched 30 or more points and gotten 10 plus rebounds. So in the market most continues. The yeah. Go ahead. Most in the league, most 30 point games in the league. He's got 14. I think Steph is behind him with 13. So yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, they still got the cover. Like they still, yeah. I, we were, the the analysis was right. Well, where well at least when I was talking about, I think Memphis probably still wins the game. But you mm-hmm. know, six is just a lot for them to cover. Like I don't, I like them as a dog better, especially against these powerhouses of the Western Conference. I like them as a dog better than a favorite. So yeah. laying six points was was kind of hefty, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very bad beat there. The Lakers had that game in control for at least three quarters. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they won the first two. They were up 54 to 48 at the half. Uh, and then going into the fourth quarter, they had a five-point lead, uh, but they blew it. John Moran, 41 points in that game. He's been playing out of his mind ever since, uh, not only the whole, throughout the whole season, but since he returned from the ankle injury and also being in health and safety protocol. So I don't think Jaws getting enough love around the NBA uh, for what he's been able to do so far this season. Um, does Ja get in? Does does my fault? I'm getting a yeah, top. No, go ahead. Does Ja get in the All Star over Dame Lillard this year? Because if you because this has so. been an issue of why Ja hasn't been an All Star because the West is just so stacked with like when you look at the guard play like you you got your uh, your Devin Booker's you got your Chris Pauls you got your Steph Curry's you got uh, your Donovan Mitchell's like they've been so stacked and you you got your Dame Lillard's like your Dame Lillard's so. Yeah. Like, is this the year? Like, does Ja get in as an all star over Dame this year? Seeing how Dame started slow for majority of this year? I think so. I mean, he's having an incredible season, is John Moran. What he's averaging 24.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, 6.6 assists on the season. And this team is winning, right? And I think you have to reward that to a player that hasn't made an all star game. Uh, just in the month of uh, December so far, I mean, he hasn't played very many games, but in five games, he's averaging close to 26 points, uh, same rebounds and same assists. But I, yeah, I would give the nod to John Morant for sure this year uh, to get into the all-star game. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. I yeah, mean, you're right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guards. You're right. Yeah, and he missed, he's missed some time. So, I mean, I could, I, I, I know it's going to be hard for people not to not to vote Dame in, and maybe Dame slides in as a reserve and somebody else gets scrubbed. But uh, Jaw's got to be an All Star this year, like he and he. I think he has to be a starter. 
I think Ja has to be an all-star starter. Like, I don't think he just has to be in. I think he needs to be a starter. He may not get the, the fan vote, and that might actually be the thing that doesn't mean that he doesn't get the fan vote. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he has to He has to be a starter. Like, he's playing like a starter. The question then becomes, does Luca get in? Oh, yeah, you got Luca too. So it's it's like it's so many people ahead of him. Yeah. Like, it's just such a stat position group. Like the guard position group is just such a stat position group that if Ja doesn't make it, you're like, dang, Ja got scrubbed. But then it's also like, all right, well, who would you take out to put him in? And, mm-hmm. I mean, so Luca, Steph, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, uh, Devin Booker, like, you know, even Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul still deserves a nod in the All-Star, like – yeah, it, I don't know. I, and then, you know, you got your Dame Lillard for name value there. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Job ja makes it this year. Yeah. I, I don't know who gets snubbed to get him in, though. It's going to feel like somebody gets snubbed to get him in, but he really deserves to be in. Do you also make a case for DeJounte Murray to get in? Yeah. Yeah, he's averaging near triple-double. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I think it's easier to say De- De- DeJounte Murray does not get in. Like, yeah. I think it's easier to say he doesn't get in. Mm-hmm. But does he deserve to get in? Yeah, I think he absolutely deserves to get in. So Yeah, he's averaging uh, 17.8, 8.4 8. 8. rebounds, 8 point assists. You're right, near triple-double. Yeah, I think what they'll say is that he's not averaging 20. Like, yeah. I think – like, because there's – because. You know, it's it's like Luca's putting up near numbers to that. Like, so I think they're they're. I think what people are going to be like, well, he's not averaging twenty. Like, people really want you to average twenty, but Chris Paul doesn't average twenty, and he, you know, he obviously plays like an all star every year. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, maybe John ja Morant, maybe like COVID hits, and you know, Ja gets in as a reserve if they snub him. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ja's got to. I feel like Ja has to get in. Like John Trey, John Trey are two names that I'm looking forward to, look forward to this year to hearing them say they made an All Star. Ja Trey and uh, Jared Allen. Yeah, I hope Jared Allen gets in as well. I mean, and I think the two Bulls cards are. I think should be. I should, I think they should be starters: Zach Levine and uh, Demar Derozan, because those guys have been absolutely tearing it up for the Chicago Bulls so far this so season. So did you see? Did you see Kendrick Perkins' list? No, I didn't so see I had it. an issue. So Kendrick, let me look. Let me just make sure. So I'm not talking outside my. But Kendrick Perkins dropped his All Star starters list and who he thought would be the starters in both uh, conferences. Uh-huh. And in the Eastern Conference, he had both of the Bulls. He had uh, DeRozan and he had Levine in as starters. It was DeRozan, Levine, uh, Giannis, Embiid, and Durant. But I had an issue with that because I think Trey Young is playing is pr- like Trey Young deserves to be a starter. Trey Young is the only person in the league that's averaging top five in points and assists. Like Trey Young deserves to be a starter. Yeah, he I does. Think he, I think he gets. I think I would put Trey Young. I like this list. I would put Trey Young in over Levine. I don't think. I I will put Trey Young in over Levine. I okay, think as Trae a starter, deserves, yeah, yeah, as a starter. Now Levine make the team. Of course, he still makes the team. But as a starter, like coming in as a starter, one of those top five players. Like, yeah, I would. I would absolutely put him in over Levine. I think Trey Young. He got snubbed last year. I thought he got yeah. snubbed last year, and so. Uh, I think this is the the uh, rebound and getting him back and getting him back in. Like he deserves to be a starter. Like he's averaging top ten, top five, top five yeah. in points and assists. Like yeah. the only player, the only player in the league that's averaging top five in points and assists. So absolutely, I think 
we'll yeah, it's, it's topic, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's just that's just my thing. I think Trey, if he doesn't get, if he's not a starter this year, he gets mm-hmm. snubbed, and I am very much leaning to. I think that Jared Allen gets snubbed if he doesn't get in. He should definitely be that reserve center for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I don't think <clears throat> there are any other centers outside. I mean, uh, Joel Embiid, yeah, and then uh, Jared Allen, uh, but I don't think there's any other centers in the Eastern Conference that. I mean, Bam, Bam is hurt. Yeah, Bam's Bam's not. I don't think he's going to be back till after the All Star break, anyways. <clears throat> I mean, he may yeah, be back so in the end of hurt, January, so, so I don't think Bam deserves to get in. Yeah, so he yeah he's missed he missed a whole bunch of games already, and he's still not back. So I mean, nah, yeah, I, I wouldn't put Bam in, but yeah, I mean, so the, the All Star is in Cleveland next year. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You got it. Like they normally, what they, and that's what the confusion was, and why Trey didn't get in last year, uh-huh. because they normally like give a little nod to the person in that city. Like if it's somebody in that city that is competing and that is really, really close, and it's a, it's a toss up of whether that person gets in or not. Like they normally just put them in. Like when it came, when it came to Charlotte, I remember when they came to Charlotte and Kimba got in. Uh-huh. And I think, I think yeah. that might have been one of Kimba's first ones for real, for real. And so, and it was, and he was having a great season. And so I'm thinking, like, yo, Jared Allen's having a really, really good season. Like, he deserves to be an all star, and not just to, because I told people to take Jared Allen uh, most improved at 41 odds. But if he goes to an all star, I mean, that sits well for his most improved. It does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I think last year, who won last year? Julius Randle won it last year, right? For most improved, and he made the all star. Uh, team he did he did and yes. i mean he's he's 16 and 10 70 percent shooting like that's 16 and 11 basically like that's really really good i i think jared allen deserves a nod like as a reserve i think he definitely deserves as a, as that reserve big man for sure yeah i think i'll kind of want to go back and, and when i get time um you know when football season's over but for the next pod that Whoever's won, you know, most improved player over the last, what, five to ten years, I want to see if they've made the all-star team. So I think that would be a fun exercise to look at. Maybe I can report that back on uh, on the Monday pod or, or sometime next week. Yeah. But I think um, Pascal Siakam that year, Pascal Siakam won it. I think he was all That was his first all-star uh, yeah. that year. So if you if you make your first all-star after some years in the league, like I think you're you're pretty pretty much a lock and loaded like for that as long as you continue to have a good season. And I think Jared Allen's having a really good season. Yeah, because right now you have John Moran and Miles Bridges, who are the two co-favorites at plus two twenty-five. Dejounte Murray nine to one, Darius Garland sixteen to one. Jared Allen is still out there at thirty to one to win the Most Improved Player of the Year award. So yeah, if he gets in, we're gonna have to keep an eye on that uh, uh, for sure, uh, Terrell, uh, for Most Improved Player as the season kind of progresses here. Um, anything between yesterday and Wednesday worth mentioning, Terrell? Before we get into the games for the uh, slate tonight. Um, Last time we had a postponement between uh, Denver and uh, the Golden State Warriors, but only three games yesterday. Not much stood out to me. I mean, I sent you that clip about KD and uh, Joel Embiid, but that was pretty much nothing. Yeah, no. uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, went to the Mavs, played the game. Uh, now he's in the protocol. Yeah. Uh, Cavs are Cavs are nearing a trade for Rondo. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be really really good for them. They need somebody to run that offense, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, 
think that's about it. Um, I can't really think of anything else right now. Let's go. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn got. Oh, Kate. Becky Hammond. No. Oh wait, yeah, Becky, no. Hammond, Becky yeah. Hammond. Hell yeah, Becky Hammond is going back to the WNBA. Dog, gonna be the highest paid coach for the Las Vegas Aces. Gonna have an MVP on her roster and a really really good team. Like I'm super excited for Becky. Super super duper excited for Becky. This is a great opportunity. Uh, I know she was getting a nod and getting a look as an NBA head coach. And, you know, if it don't if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And they they opened up their checkbook and said, we need to get her. We need to do something to draw her away from the NBA. Well, that's a very good way of doing it. You making her the uh, richest WNBA deal ever. You yeah. know, one of the richest WNBA deals ever. So super excited for Becky. Like, I'm really, really excited. I can't wait for the next WNBA season. Like, that's really, really big. Yeah, I'm excited because, number one, we don't have a WNBA team down here in uh, Houston. So I, I follow the Aces, like, very, very closely out there in Vegas with, you know, Asia Wilson and and uh, and Liz and Kelsey Plum and, and Chelsea Gray. So they have a, they have a squad drill. You're right. Um, yeah. They've just fallen short of getting into the NBA finals, I think, over the last couple of years. So getting Becky Hammond in there, that's super exciting. That's going to be a, I'm really excited next year for the uh, Las Vegas uh, aces next year with Becky Hammond as head coach. I did read that she is going to finish the season out with the San Antonio Spurs before she yeah, heads over to no, Vegas. It's no rush. Yeah. There's no, there's no rush. rush. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's no rush. She got a Like she has a playoff team over there waiting for her. Like, so it's not too many times that you see people like, especially coaches you like walk into a really, really good situation. Normally got to walk into something and you got to rebuild, but she's walking yeah. into a good situation. So uh, super excited, super excited for her. Super yeah, that, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, we heard her name being rumbled around in interviews at the, at the NBA level. But um, yeah, for, for the Aces to open up the checkbook and, and get her as her head coach, not only has she played in the WNBA, but she's a very, very high IQ basketball uh, mind. And I think that's really, really exciting for the Las Vegas Aces. So a uh, huge ire for them. So hopefully they can come out and win a title next year with Becky Hammond as their head coach. Um, Terrell, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll, and then we'll get into the New Year's Eve games in the NBA. College football championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. There was a few games that were in town here and that I wanted to go see to purchase tickets for, and I went over to TickPick.com and they made it so easy, and the fees were non-existent compared to all these other websites that are selling tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on any other ticket site, TickPick will give you 110%. That's right, 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com SGP. That's TickPick.com SGP. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college, football, and more. 
WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Bet $5 and win $400 in free bets. There's also this really great promo they just came out with. Win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. That's right, a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. All you have to do is bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at the Win Las Vegas Sportsbook and travel credit of $5,000. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into these games for tonight slash afternoon. We have two afternoon games. Hopefully you guys can get uh, to this handicap of this first game, which tips off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It will be the Phoenix Suns headed to Boston to take on the Celtics where the Phoenix Suns are a four-point road favorite with a total of 213.5. Quickly, let's get to the injury report here for both of these teams. For the Boston Celtics, we know Jason Tatum, Dennis Schroeder, Aaron Neesmith, and Ennis Freedom, and Bruno Fernando are all in the health and safety protocols. For the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Aiden, Jay Crowder, uh, JaVale McGee, and... uh, Abdul Nader are in the health and safety protocol. So the Suns are missing two other five starters. Terrell, Suns four-point favorite here on the road in Boston. What are you thinking? I mean, I'm still on the Suns. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not getting behind Boston. Uh concerning that the Suns lost so many big men. Uh yeah. very tad bit concerning, but Ultimately, I I just think the Suns are by far the better team here. Like you know, it seems like the uh, Celtics are running off of uh, Jalen Brown and you know his lack of passing the ball. Apparently, <laughs> uh, thirty six <laughs> shots without an assist is which I'm actually uh, I'm actually very super tempted to take his assist today. Like. I'm actually super. I wonder if he has a triple double line out. Like, I'm super tempted to take his assist today after he goes 36 shots without an assist. Uh, partially not his fault, I don't think. Uh, yeah. People just can't make shit, but uh, nah. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Like, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Antoine, I think Antoine Walker for the Celtics was the last person to do that, like, way, way back. So, uh, that's going to be very, super duper interesting, but. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I really think at this point it's just Jalen Brown and a bunch of guys playing basketball for the Celtics. I'm not ready to get behind that at all. Uh, Marcus Smart looks like he's back for this game, too. Yeah, so, he is. Uh, yeah, so um, I like Marcus Smart assists. Marcus Smart uh, typically puts up a bunch of assists. One, he has Jalen Brown to pass the ball to. Jalen Brown doesn't have anybody to pass the ball to. But he has Jalen Brown to pass the ball to. So I think, he can, uh, I think his assist, Mark, is something interesting for uh, some to play five and a half. I think he – gets over this number when uh typically shooter doesn't play um and now jason tatum is not playing so i think it's more like just more time the ball is going to be in his hand it's going to be the Jalen brown and marcus smart show uh with as far as you know running the offense so ultimately i'm still on the suns minus four here i 
it's, it's just not much. I don't think that this Boston Celtics team has enough to compete with them at all. Even though they're going to have the size, they're probably going to dominate rebounding. Yeah, uh, I'll take the Suns shooting and the Suns defense over that. Yeah, I think this might be another game to look at Robert Williams' uh, rebounding props. But, um, yeah, I think we've already put uh, the Boston Celtics on the blacklist here. I think that, you know, uh, Phoenix just fe- feels like a more complete team right now, if that makes sense, even though they don't have Crowder and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that the uh, Boston Celtics are in disarray right now. We kind of look at the ATS trends uh, for Phoenix so far this season on the road. I mean, it's not too bad. They're 8-6 and six against the spread on the road, 6-4 and four as road favorites. Uh, so that's 60% right there. Um, well, I do love the under in this game, Terrell, uh, 213 and a half. Before we got on, it was at 214 and a half, but I do love the under, especially with yeah, an early sense. start. And again, Boston, over the last Very two early games. Start. Yeah. Over the uh, last two games, Boston has scored. They scored 82 against the Clippers and then only 103 against uh, Minnesota. And now you have a, I think, even better defensive team in the um, in the Phoenix Suns coming in who are currently rated number one, uh, sorry, number two in uh, defensive efficiency overall. Uh, the struggle over the last three games, that's possibly without, like you said, without having big men inside. Uh, but I think this game does go under the total here. Uh, to no, three. yeah, I definitely love the under. And that is a reason that if you are on the Suns, you think the Suns get an upset here. I would use that angle as the upset. The Phoenix Suns are traveling cross coast to go yeah. play this game. And mm-hmm. it's like, what? what is one o'clock? Like 10 a.m. Pacific? Like that's early. Yep. That is yeah. early to play basketball. So, uh, and to play basketball at the level they are. So yeah, I definitely I like this. I like the under. Uh, I like the Suns. That's gonna be my pick. But if you make the case for the Celtics, I can't understand why, especially because of the size. I think the size is going to be a little bit of a problem for the Suns today. And so they're going to have to put the ball in the basket a lot. Like they're just gonna to have to put the ball in the yeah. basket and not rely on the rebounding because I think the for once the uh, Celtics can dominate rebounding in this game. Yeah, I think Jalen Smith may be getting the start for the uh, Phoenix Suns inside. And I kind of quickly, before we move on to the next game, I want to see how Jalen Smith did rebounding the basketball for the uh, Phoenix Suns. He had 14 Suns. rebounds. He yeah. had 14 rebounds and 25 minutes. So, like, yeah. that's that's another that's another angle to look at. He's, and they, uh, ha- but- they had McGee last game, too, before he did the health and safety protocols. Yeah, so he's he's more than likely going to be the starter. Like he's more than likely going to slide right in. That twenty five minutes was just a warm up. So yeah, uh, I wonder if they got a Jalen Smith double double prop. That'd be a good prop play as well. Let me see quickly here if they have it. No, they don't. Uh, at least DraftKings doesn't have it right now. Uh, maybe if you yeah. want to check FanDuel in the meantime. All right, let's move over to the next game. Throw another. Oh, uh, oh hold on, hold on. Uh, I just yeah, got go ahead. Yeah, uh, Cameron uh, Cam Johnson. Give me a Cam Johnson double double prop. I see him here at plus four sixty. I like okay. Cam Johnson. I think Cam Johnson could sneak around and get ten rebounds in. Uh, shit, you know, uh, Devin Booker. Like it, it, when you're devoid of a big. And somebody's just gonna be hanging around the room stealing a bunch of rebounds like Devin Booker. That'd be a good if you see a double Devin Booker triple double prop. That'd be cool. Like, mm-hmm. let's, I mean, but I really like his double double prop. I think a double double prop is good for Devin Booker this game. Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, just two guys, uh, not necessarily the bigs on their teams, but I think they could sneakily get a bunch of rebounds in these games. Yeah, you also probably want to take a look at Cam Johnson uh, three point shots made. It's at two and a half right now, but um. He's kind of been consistent knocking him down. He's made he's averaging three makes so far in the month of December. He's kind of stepped in as that starting uh lineup for Jay Crowder. He's getting the minutes as well. So um I see it over two and a half 
little bit of juice at minus 120, but I don't hate it for Cam Johnson, especially when he's getting the attempts uh, for this Phoenix Sun squad. Um, anything else for this game, Troll, before we move on? No, nah, I'm just making that. Um, by the way, this wasn't just a suggestion. I'm making that official. I'm probably going to put some – I'm probably going to sprinkle on Devin Booker and Cam Johnson to get a double-double. Cam Johnson has six last game. Devin Booker has seven, and that's JaVale McGee in the lineup. Take him out. Insert yeah. Jalen Smith. Yeah, I, I really – I think Cam Johnson I like a little bit more than Devin Booker because Cam Johnson plays a little bit closer to the basket on defense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm definitely getting – Get behind them for a triple, not triple, for a double double today. I think one of them can sneak 10 rebounds. Uh, so Jalen Smith right now on FanDuel minus 125 to record a double double. Uh, Cam Johnson plus 480, Devin Booker plus 550. Yep, love it. All right, sounds good. I, yeah, I can't, man, I wish that Jalen uh, Smith one was in uh. At plus odds, but they know that he's going to be starting in a place of McGee. All right, let's move on to the next game, the next afternoon game, which uh, tips off at 310 East uh, East Coast time. We have the Chicago Bulls headed to Indiana to take on the Pacers, where the Bulls are a four-point road favorite, currently seeing a total of 220.5. Check the injury report here, Terrell. Um, for the Chicago Bulls, Lonzo Ball, Tony Bradley are in health and safety protocols as well as Alex Caruso is out for this game with a left foot sprain. For the Indiana Pacers, a couple guys have entered the health and safety protocols for them. No Malcolm Brogdon, no Chris Duarte, no Isaiah Jackson, and no Jeremy Lamb for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Four guys in health and safety protocols. But um, ever since the Chicago Bulls have uh, come back after their postponements, they have taken care of business against a two teams um, – sorry, three teams – where they were battling health and safety protocols. They had the back-to-back games against the Atlanta, uh, I'm about to say Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they put up 130 points in each of those games, covered the number, both games went over. And these two teams just got together on December 26th, Indiana Pacers and the Chicago Bulls, where the Bulls won that game 113-105 as a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite in that game. So 12-four-point favorite here for the uh, Bulls. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm on the Bulls. Uh, it feels chalky, but I mean, the we talked about the Pacers last time, and the Pacers just don't play the teams, you know, that's up to par. Like they just don't play the teams that you know are up to par, and they're kind of beating up on the bad teams in the NBA around here. And that's where we're kind of getting their wins at. Uh, you know, we we were debating if Charlotte was one of those teams that were up to par or not, and it turns out that they are because they you know put a woman on on the Pacers. So. Uh, I think the Bulls are going to do the same here. I'm yeah. not really doubting it. Uh, it's not really too much to go in here. I just think the Bulls are a better team. They're one of the best teams in the East right now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, uh, props-wise, uh, DeMar DeRozan for a double-double is plus 500 right now. Okay. Like, that's a really – like, and I'm just – these are just kind of the D-Gen plays, not really the uh, regular plays, but uh, – Plus 500 for a double-double for DeMar. He's, gets, he's you know, handling the ball a lot more with Lonzo out. He, him and Zach Levine both are handling the ball a lot more. He's recording the assist. I think that that's a really high number for him. I think that uh, that should be a little bit lower. So, And you're still getting your uh, your minus 195 for uh, Vucevic. That's that's a good look, too, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah, I really don't have too much more in this game. What you thinking? 
Yeah, Vucevic has been actually kind of quietly killing you on this double-double so far this season. But you know me, I'm back in the Bulls, man. I've been on this Bulls team before we talked, before the season started. Um, Vucevic quietly uh, in this last three games, 16-15, 24-17, and last game against the Hawks, 16 points and 20 rebounds. So typical Vucevic numbers we're seeing uh, from him when he was with Orlando. But yeah, again, I, I got, I'm going with the Bulls here, man. Um this number is moving the other way for whatever reason. It's down to three and a half now, but I'll still take it. I do like the Bulls team total in this game as well to go over 112 and a half. And I'll tell you why, because the Indiana Pacers defense has been absolutely atrocious over the past couple of games here. They gave up 113 to the Detroit Pistons. They gave up 125 to Miami. Um, Rockets scored 106. Okay. But against the uh, Chicago Bulls, they gave up 113. And then last game, they gave up 116 to uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So defensively, they're not there. Maybe a game that we're kind of looking at the over in this game, maybe 220 and a half mm-hmm. again. At yeah, or, no, I, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Chicago over the last two games. I know it was against Atlanta, who's depleted, but they put up 130 plus. And then prior to that against Indiana, they had 113. And so, you know, what I'm trying to say is Chicago's been really good offensively, uh, efficiency-wise. I mean, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine have been pretty much carrying this team as well as Vucevic has stepped up too. So I kind of like the over in this game. Yeah, no. So, yeah, any like you were talking, uh, last five games, Indiana Pacers, 26 in the NBA in points allowed at 114.6 points per out. Uh, the 2015 Chicago Bulls with 113 points allowed, uh, 0.6 points allowed per game. And Chicago Bulls are leading NBA in, in the last five with 124.4 points per game. Now, that's a little bit skewed with that two-game two series against yeah. the depleted Hawks squad. But uh, this team is depleted as well. So, yeah, I can very much see this going up. And I can see the uh, the Pacers putting up a little bit more than their average over the last five. They're averaging 109 the last five, about middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh so, yeah, I, I definitely think that this has over potential. This kind of screams over a little bit, and that should be a good play on this game. Yeah, I thought this number would be closer to like a 223, but uh, 220 and a half, I would definitely take this uh, over here. Uh, anything else for this game, Troll, before we move on to the next one? No, let's keep it moving. All right, let's go. Let's move over to the rematch uh, between the Dallas Mavericks and the Sacramento Kings. The line is pretty much the same here, Terrell. The uh, Mavericks are a one-point road favorite in Sacramento, a total of 218. Um, injury report for this, both of these squads, the Dallas Mavericks continue to have guys that are out and with health and safety protocols. Uh, Luca, Tim Hardaway, Jr. Maxi Kleba, Brandon Knight, Bogdan, but, uh, sorry, Boban Maranovic, uh, Isaiah Thomas that they recently signed is also with health and health and safety protocols. Um, for the Sacramento Kings, I do not see an injury report for them submitted yet. Uh, let's kind of quickly look at what happened in the last game, Terrell. I know you had them as your lock uh, okay. on, on Wednesday, but again, you had uh, the game-winning three-point shot by the uh, Sacramento Kings. But this was a game where it was a really funny game, I guess you can say, if you kind of looked at the box score because there were quarters where there was a lot of scoring by both teams in respective quarters, but then there were kind of dud quarters by both of these teams. Like the second quarter for the Mavericks, they only scored 13 points. Third quarter for the Sacramento Kings, they only scored 17. And and looking at the kind of the team stats, not great shooting not for both of these squads. Um, 47% from the field for the Dallas Mavericks, 48 for the Sacramento Kings. And then, you know, three point wise, you know, 38% and 38%. So not too bad, but 
Uh, Terrell, what are you thinking, man? I think you kind of have to say what Dallas here, no? Yeah, no, absolutely. I still, uh, I'm still on Dallas. I think that you know this was, this was a pretty like Dallas kind of let them come back in this game and they came back and took a lead. It was kind of a little bit of a back and forth. Jalen Brunson, you know, he's just doing it again. Like he's really, really good at basketball guys. Really, really good. Yeah. 11 for 19, two for two from three, 25 points, six assists, uh, two rebounds. He's just really, really good. Chris Dasporzing, this could have been better. Could have been better. He was one for six from three and eight for 19. And ultimately I think that that lack of that 30 point outburst that I thought he would have, Mm-hmm. Uh, was ultimately, you know, the thing that probably came uh, came around and bit them in the butt a little bit. Um, Finney Smith gave three triples. He, they're going to need another good game from him. Uh, so I, I'm basically – and then you still got guys – like you still have really good guys on this roster. Like Moses Brown coming off the bench, I think needs a little bit more love this game. He only got 10 minutes this game and, yeah. you know – uh, granted, they're probably not. They're probably looking for a little bit more guard play. That's why they brought in Isaiah Thomas and gave him 13 minutes in this game. Yeah, uh, they're looking for a little bit more guard play right now. But I think mm-hmm. Moses Brown and against a team who is just giving up anything and everything inside the paint. Like I think Moses Brown could come off the bench and get a really give a really really good contribution to this team. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm still I'm still on the Mavericks here. I think that. Uh, I'm more nervous about this one, uh, honestly, than uh, last time out. Uh-huh. A slightly more nervous. I think that DeAndre Fox is getting more and more into a rhythm as he's getting back into basketball playing shape. And, you know, he missed a lot of time. Uh, I'm still, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is just an assist machine. Like, he's running the fuck out of that offense right now. Uh, and they got a bad night out of him, too. Like, they got a bad night. He was 4 for 13 last time. So, I don't know how many more bad Tyrese Halliburton nights you're going to get. Um, and then Buddy Hill, you know, didn't really shoot the ball that well. So, you, there's there, there's causes for concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was – like, I would have loved for Dallas to win that game. Yeah. And then for me to come back and follow it up with the Kings here. Mm-hmm. As you know, I like to do that back-to-back stretch. Yeah. I really, really would have liked Dallas to win that game. So I'm going to pick Dallas here again. I'm going to just keep following the trend. I'm pick Dallas to win the second matchup. Uh, they really kind of had that game in the bag and let it slip. But I am more nervous about this one. I probably won't lock this one today. What say you? Yeah, I think that's obviously – I mean, I, I, I'm looking for a better offensive output from both of these squads tonight. And – um you know, I, I think KP – I'll get to Moses Brown here in a second, but KP did his thing. Um, Jalen Brunson did his thing. We've talked about him for the past several weeks. They need to get something out of this bench uh, because last game you had Isaiah Thomas. Okay, he had six points in 13 minutes. Not much coming out of this bench, right? So you have Sterling Brown. You have Moses Brown. Uh, Dan is the one that really pointed us in Moses Brown's direction last year when he was – when he was with the Oklahoma the Thunder. City Thunder. When he was with Thunder, he was yeah. great. Yeah. He was great. He was an automatic double-double every single night. And the market yes. had it. And he was balling. Yeah. Was and good. the market hadn't didn't catch up with, with his player props. And we were absolutely pounding them until they finally did. But um, 
I'm going to go with Dallas here as well. I'll, I'll agree with you. I think that, you know, offensively, I think this might be a better game, but I think, you know, I agree with you taking that those teams that are kind of in those situations that are playing the same team and back-to-back uh, nights uh, that you're going to make the proper adjustments uh, uh, on the go here. And I think Dallas uh, gets his victory uh, today against the Sacramento Kings as a one-point favorite. Probably just not even mess with the spread. Just take the money line for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight uh, against the Sacramento Kings. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, we keep it moving. All right, I'm let's kind of on over this one. I do like more points scored. Yeah. Um, let's go with the next game here. We have the Miami Heat traveling down here to Houston to take on the Rockets, where the Miami Heat are a three and a half point road favorite, currently seeing a total of 216 and a half. Let's check the injury report here for first because uh, sure. for, for <laughs> the Rockets, uh, DJ Augustine, Garrison Matthews, and Jay Sean Tate are the three guys that are in health and safety protocols. Uh, for the Miami Heat, uh, the list, I mean, you name the player, they are pretty much in health and safety protocols. Uh, Duncan oh, oh, Robinson. Let me try. Let me try. Yeah, go ahead. Try. Okay. Go ahead. Kyle Lowry. Yes. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Yes. I know you just said that. All right. Uh, I know Tyler Hero is not. No. Um, uh, oh, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Vincent. Gay Vincent. He in there. Yes. Uh, what's the dude that was starting next to him? Uh, Max Struess. Max Struess, yes, he's also in he's there. He's in there. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, is PJ still in the health and safety? As of the report this morning, yes. Okay, all right. PJ's still in there. Uh, I know the big the big center is. Oh, what's the other center that was playing for them? Uh, 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 Deadman is he in there? Deadman's not in the health and safety protocols, but he's out with a left knee sprain. Uh, all right, game over. Dang, I did good, though. I did good. Yeah, you did good. Udonis uh, Haslam is also there. Marcus Garrett is also in the uh, health and safety. And P.J. Tucker is also the other player. Now, they brought back uh, Mario Chalmers, did the Miami Heat. Uh, the news came down yesterday. They signed him to a 10-day contract uh, to kind of uh, be that hardship guy with all these guys in health and safety protocols. Uh, but – uh, again, uh, Terrell, uh, we got to keep in mind that these guys are in health and safety protocols. So Jimmy Butler right now is questionable with a right ankle sprain. You would think that he kind of has to play with all these guys out. I kind of like the Rockets here tonight against this Miami Heat team that's absolutely depleted. But what are you thinking? Oh yeah, he had. I mean, he has to play. Like yeah. I, I, they. So this game got. So the the Miami Heat had a game that got canceled mm-hmm. uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. Because they didn't, they couldn't put up the eight players. Yeah. So it, if if he can go, like, and I think that's ultimately kind of what did it. They said that Jimmy couldn't go, and then that turned out because they did they were because that ended late. Like that came out late when they said that that game wasn't being played. So I think it was ultimately Jimmy couldn't go, and Jimmy was the eighth guy. So they yeah. had to they had to uh, postpone that game. But so if this game goes on, I think is. More or less means that Jimmy Butler is playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the heck is playing around these guys right now. Um, it's going to be the Tyler Hero, the Tyler Hero show. Yeah, like it's going to be the Tyler Hero show. Uh, I am hesitant to say, even with some whether they're G Leaguers, uh, whether Mario Chalmers actually goes out there and plays. Like I'm hesitant to say that they are going to win, yeah. Um, with Jimmy Butler in the lineup because I just know how Jimmy can get the best out of people around him. Mm-hmm. Very hesitant to say that. I will take Houston in the points and 
I, I was kind of hoping you were on Miami so you wouldn't be on the same road on this wave <laughs> on this one. But uh, I will I will back Houston in the points here. I'm nervous about it. I may change my mind after I find out a little bit more about who's starting and who's playing in this lineup. But uh, I, I, I expect a 30-point outburst by Tyler Hero today. And I, I could see a 30-point outburst and then – Shoot, Jimmy Butler might have a triple-double off the strength of Tyler Hero alone and just getting him the ball. So, Because uh, I think that Jimmy's going to be, even though that ankle may be a little sore, he's going to be flying all around the court tonight. So double-double uh, for Jimmy Butler uh, for sure. I think he definitely gets the, the rebounds mark. But, man, I, I, I don't know. I, it just feels like if this game gets played, Jimmy Butler is playing. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how I'm handicapping it. And I'm handicapping with Jimmy Butler in the lineup, but it feels like if if this game gets played, he's playing. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, Jimmy Butler goes. uh, This game will be on for sure. But I mean, if he doesn't, I think they brought in Mario Chalmers would probably be that starter. uh, And and if that and if that's the case, then I really like like if that's really case, and they don't like Jimmy Butler doesn't play, and this game still goes on, then I mean I'm all over uh, Houston in this spot. Like really all over that and. Uh, Kevin Porter, ninety-five to one for a triple double. Ooh, I like that. Especially, yeah. I mean, those two guys look really good. Jalen Green and um, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. against the Lakers the other night, but it was the Lakers who have absolutely been struggling on the defensive end. Uh, but that was a fun game to watch if you caught that one. But yeah, I'm gonna uh, keep an eye out for Jimmy Butler news. Obviously, this line is significantly gonna change if he's able to go or if he's not able to go. I think this line is, is assuming right now that he is playing. That if, but if he doesn't, I think this may just come down to Rockets being favored by a, I don't know, maybe a point or probably be a pick him here at that point. But uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for this line. Uh, anything else for this game, Tra? No, I'm all, I'm all right. It. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to the next game. We have the Atlanta Hawks. Headed to Cleveland to take on the Cavs, where the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are a one-point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 215. Let's get to the injury report here. And again, for the Atlanta Hawks, the entire squad is pretty much on health and safety protocols. I'll just name the guys that are going to be playing in this game, which will be Trey Young, Clint Capella, uh, Cam Reddish. It'll be the same guys that played in that game against the Chicago Bulls, that two-game set that they had. For the Mm -hmm. Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, not yet submitted because they did play last night um, against the Washington Wizards where they did lose that game by, uh, I think it was a 27-point victory, or no, 17-point victory for the Wizards. And I'll just read all the names that did play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love, Lauren Markkinen, Isaac Isaac Kuro, Evan Mobley, uh, Dean Wade, Lawrence Stevens. I mean, they have a squad that can play, but you got to think, Terrell, I want to start with this, that they're kind of demoralized with, with the amount of injuries that they've had to deal with, especially at the guard position. I think that was probably the flat spot against Washington last night. But let me get to the ATS numbers on back-to-back situations for the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. They're 4-1-1 one against the spread on back-to-back situations, 5-1 and one to the under. We already know what this team is uh, done against the spread overall this season. Atlanta on the road this season, 6-11 and 11 against the spread. Uh, they are 3-8 and eight as a road underdog so far this season. So, uh, Terrell, let's start with the spread here first, man. What are you thinking? Cavs, one-point favorite. I'm on the Hawks. Okay. I'm on the Hawks. Uh, I, it, 
ultimately, that's why they're bringing in Ron. They're trying to bring in Rondo because they just don't have anybody to run this offense. And yeah. I think that that is very, very integral uh, in this game and in playing in the NBA, especially how the Cavs like to play. Like it is very, very contingent on a guard coming in. Some well, somebody running the offense for them and i'm not sure they have anybody that can effectively run that offense right now like i really do not they run a lot of they run a lot of plays they get the ball to their bigs and they let their bigs do the work and so if if you're struggling to get the ball to their bigs or get people to their spot it's going to be really really hard to you know like have offense like and uh kevin love and even uh emmanuel Mo, uh mosley Emmanuel Mobley is one of the guys that, you know, two of the guys that I think can just go in there and just kind of create their own and make their own stuff and don't really have to have anybody set them up or anything. But I think Laurie, to a certain extent, has to have some a really good guard play or really, really good facilitator to help set him up and get him to his spot so he can have a really, really good game Um, and slightly a tad bit for uh, for Isaac Okoro. So um I'm very, very concerned. I think that at the end of the day, on the other side of court, Trey Young is still there. Trey Young yeah. is still a baller, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Trey Young still is an all-star. And yep. Trey Young is, to me, a future MVP in this league. And I think that he has enough with Cam Reddish and Clint Capella. And, you know, other players for them against the Bulls had pretty solid days. Like, they didn't get the win, but they were able to put up you know, 117 against a Bulls defense that is still pretty good. Well, yeah. for hasn't been good recently, but mm-hmm. I think for the most part, we know them this season to be pretty good. Uh, so I will, I, I'll back, I'll back the Hawks in this spot. I think that we can have one of those trans, uh, uh, really, really good Trey Young days. And I think that you'll get enough for um, a Cam Reddish who's going to get, you know, uptick of seeing the ball in his hand and be able to shoot the ball better. I definitely expect him to shoot better than five for 14 mm-hmm. and 14 points. I expect him to be, you know, closer in that upper 20s a range of points. I expect to see a lot from Clint Capella and trying to use his size against the bigs that they have, just this, his strength over them yeah. uh, rather than, you know, the Evan Mobley is a lot more elusive. Uh, Lori Marketing, Kevin Love. I don't really I don't think that they have the size. So I, I like to see uh Clint Capella use his size and his strength over those guys. And even though he's given up maybe a, a slight tad bit in height, he makes up for that with his strength. So uh I'm like I like the Hawks here in this spot. I think the Hawks get a bounce back from that two game set, uh dropping that two game set to Chicago. Um and do really, really good in this one. But what what do you think? Are you are you keeping going with the Cavs train? I think that the the point that you just made, Terrell, uh, and that was exactly what I was going to say, is that they don't have a guard right now to run this offense. And it's really important to have a, that type of player in your offense to, number one, call the plays out and get the guys in the right spots. And right now for the Cavs, they don't have that, right? They have all the interior guys. The forward depth is absolutely crazy for the, for the Cavs, where they have Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, uh, even Isaac Okoro at the small forward position. But right now, when you don't have a, a a guard that can run your offense, that's trouble for you. And I think this is a game, Terrell, where I'm not going to be surprised if, if Trey Young has like a 40 or 50 piece in this game. Because yeah. I don't think there's a guard on this team or a player on this team that can guard Trey Young. 
So uh, right now I'm kind of seeing Trey Young at plus 500 to score 40 or more points here tonight uh, against. I think if he, if they if they do that pick um if they call a pick and he gets the switch and he gets those seven foot big I think he's gonna cook all three of them whether it's Kevin Love whether it's Laurie Marketing whether it's Evan Mo- well no I think Evan Mobley is a little Mobley bit can stay yeah yeah Mo- Mobley's a little bit better of a defender but I don't think that they're calling Mo- Mobley's defender to come up for the pick like I think they're gonna focus in on Kevin Love or they're gonna focus in on Laurie Marketing as those two guys and I think Trey Young will absolutely kill them on the pick and roll so uh and I don't want to discredit Okoro as a defender. I think he's actually a pretty solid defender. But, yeah, no, this should be a very – like, this should be a really, really Trey Young game. Like, he should try to – he should try to go, like, some six for eight from the three-point line today. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I think this is going to be a huge Trey Young game tonight. So, I think we're both on Atlanta here. Thoughts on this total here before we move on to the next game? Um, No, nah, not really any feelings on the total. All right, let's move on to the next game. We are going to the L.A. Clippers headed to Toronto to take on the Raptors, where the Raptors are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. Currently saying a total of 210. Let's take out the injury report for both of these teams. To the Clippers, uh, Nick Batum is out for this game with the right ankle sprain. Brandon Boston Jr. in health and safety protocols, as well as um, Jay Scrub, Moses Wright, and uh, Zubach is also in the health and safety protocols, we know about Paul George, who's going to miss the next three to four weeks. Isaiah Hartstein is also out, and Reggie Jackson is questionable as he returns um, from uh, health and safety protocols um, to competition. Reconditioning is what's off- officially classified as. For the Toronto Raptors, Precious Achua, Kim Birch are probable for tonight. Um, everybody else is back. Uh, Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, all these guys are back for the Toronto Raptors. So what are you thinking, Neutral? Six and a half point favorites here for the Toronto Raptors at home. Are they back? Are they all really back? I don't see them on the injury report, so I'm assuming they should be back. Let me check their last game uh, while you kind of talk about this game. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, no, I've seen that Pascal Siakam and uh, Gary Trent was back from the last game. So I was kind of um, – that was kind of where I was putting a lot of my uh, – my hope one is that those guys are back. I wanted, I want to see. Uh, I don't know what's Scotty's barn status. What's Scotty Barnes status is he? I don't, I don't see them on the injury report. Let me see something else. Um, but either way, um, go ahead. Is this? Oh, this is ugly. Like this is ugly. I was really all. I was really gonna come in here and say that I'm just gonna, just gonna blindly take the uh, Raptors, but. It seems like all these, these guys, guys are back because I'm, I'm looking at a website that used to see projected starting lineups. Uh, mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet, Gary Tran, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam are the projected starting lineup. Okay. So, yeah, if they're full strength, then give me the Raptors minus six. But if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm missing like two or three of those guys, then I am slightly inclined to take the uh, Clippers in that matchup. Uh, very, very, very slightly, but. Because I just don't trust, I just don't trust the others for the Raptors. I, I I really don't trust the others for the Clippers, but I don't trust the others for the Raptors. So six and a half points just feels like a lot if you got a whole bunch of people that are just not playing. Yeah. Uh. So this is lineup dependent. And this is very dependent. If I'm getting a full strength rap, 
uh, Raptor squad, then I'll take the six and a half. But if I'm missing, you know, two of those guys, then I'm probably going to go Clippers in the six and a half here and just kind of hope that, you know, they keep it close and it stays within a possession. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it looking like Toronto is at full strength. So I kind of have to lay the six and a half here. The problem for the Clippers right now is that you obviously don't have your two superstars and then your depth pieces uh, off of that are also missing uh, for the Clippers, right? Some of the guys that we named, like Zubac is out for this game. Uh, Reggie Jackson is questionable. Those are two significant role pieces. And also as well, Brandon Boston was playing pretty well in the absence of Paul George for this team. He's also in the health and safety protocols for this uh, Clippers squad. Again, very up, up front, that front court, they're very thin because your two starting centers, sorry, your starting center is out, and then your backup center is out also in Isaiah Hardstein. So um, I think they're going to struggle inside defending the paint here uh, against the Toronto Raptors, who guys like Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, those guys, OG Ananobi, those guys can get inside the paint and, and put up points. So I think that's where Toronto Raptors may have some success here tonight against this Clipper squad. Um, I'm trying to see in their last game uh, between these two teams how many points the – uh, Boston Celtics scored uh, inside the paint. It's not going to be a lot because they only scored 82 points in that game. But I think that's something that we probably have to keep an eye on uh, as these guys kind of return uh, for the uh, Boston, sorry, for the uh, LA Clippers. Yeah. Points inside the paint. Yeah. Boston last game, 54 of their 82 points were inside the paint. And yeah, and they outscored them 54 26 out of the paint. So I'll, I'll go with the Clippers here tonight. Uh, uh, against uh, sorry, I'm gonna go with the Raptors here, minus six and a half against the Clippers. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? I'm kind of leaning towards the under 210. Yeah, kind of leaning towards the under as well. All right, let's do this, Terrell. Let's take a one final break. We'll come back and we'll handicap the final four games of this uh NBA schedule tonight. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of 8-1 to one when sportsbooks are only offering 5-1. to one. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new app and new company looking to glow, grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, 
you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they just added a really, really cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give you the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from TrophySmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download the app today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy.com SGPN. And guys, again, make sure to head over to pricepicks.com. If you're in a state that allows prop betting, prize picks is the way to go. You can bet on your favorite athletes, their stat projections to go over or under. They have a wide, wide range of menus where you can bet on prop bets and just bet over or under stat projections. So make sure to head over to pricepicks.com and make sure to use that promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus again use that promo code sgp for that 100 percent deposit bonus since when did sports betting become so rigid sports betting is meant to be social when i picture betting i picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around and they speak easy SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform SoBet is changing the game with their new product Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free to their free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app. It is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off of Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any, metri- any metric they want. As long as somebody is on the other side, you accept it. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to, don't forget to toss up an app review and review the app and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game here. Terrell, we have... The San Antonio Spurs headed to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies are a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Currently seeing a total of 226. Let's check the injury report for this game. For the San Antonio Spurs, uh, DeJounte Murray is uh, also the, uh, sorry in health and safety protocols. He's still out for the Spurs. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, uh, is questionable tonight with a right knee contusion. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, Jared Culver, uh, John Conchar, DeAnthony Milton are in the health and safety protocols. Um, and also Xavier Tillman is also in the health and safety protocols. But the usual guys, John Morant, Triple J, Stephen Adams, uh, Des- uh, Desmond Bain are all a go for this game. So Terrell, six and a half, oh, sorry, five and a half point uh, home favorites here for the Grizzlies. What are you thinking? Five and a half seems like a lot for the Spurs, who are contending with a, some teams recently. Uh, I know they don't have Dejounte Murray, but they still got Derek White. And you know, like I was saying, and I said it a couple, I think a couple of podcasts ago, that this is the pop. This is Pop's offense, and Pop's offense is really what's getting 
uh, Dejounte Murray. You know, it's Dejounte Murray's talent, yeah. but yeah, like they he he wants a point guard to run that offense, and uh, you see, Derek White has been flirting with a double double for the past couple of games recently, uh, as he's kind of taken over as that de facto point guard and running that offense. So, um, I like his props today. I'm just gonna throw that out there real quick. Uh, plus two forty to get double double. I'm I might make a double double parlay today. That sounds fun. Um, but I think the Spurs are playing, you know, a lot better. Like I think they're playing a lot better and can kind of. And I'm just I'm just kind of fading Grizzlies when they're just not taking on these top teams in the West. Like Spurs aren't really a top team in the West. Like they're in the West, but uh, I don't think that they're like all right. Like you know, it's San Antonio. Like San Antonio coming down about to go put a whooping on these boys. Like duh, duh. no, I don't think they really saying all that. And they still got some COVID issues of their own. Like they're still yeah. missing a lot of deaf pieces of their own. So. Uh, San Antonio plus five and a half plus six, whatever you said that we getting it at. Yeah, I like San Antonio. Yeah, I'm seeing. Uh, let's see here for the. Yeah, I'm seeing mostly fives and five and a halves right now. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for this line um, in 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 a direction that uh, favors whichever way you want to bet this game. Uh, look, the Spurs on the road so far this season and and against the spread overall, they've been pretty good. 20 and 13 overall against the spread. They're 10 and 6 on the road, 9 and 4 as a road underdog, Terrell. So, um, yeah, this probably seems like that. Hey, this Memphis Grizzlies team just beat the Lakers. Let's get behind them. Um, I'm curious to see how the Memphis Grizzlies have done after facing the L.A. Lakers this season. And I'll quickly, I think this is this was the third matchup they had. So the first matchup for the Memphis Grizzlies against the Lakers, they lost that game. The following game, they lost to the Portland Trailblazers by 20 points. Um, and then they played the Lakers again against um, on the December 9th against the Lakers. They won that game by 13. The next game was against the Rockets. They won that game, but they didn't cover. So right now, I mean, small sample, they're 0-2 against the spread after facing the Lakers, uh, which they, you know, we talked about. They like getting up for these uh, more quality or stronger opponents in the Western Conference. So I'm going to go with the Spurs here tonight. I like what I'm seeing from them on the road against the spread so far uh, in this uh, in this season. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell, at uh, 226? What's the Spurs on the road? Uh, they still going under. We still. So let me. I, I think. Let me look at what they've done recently. Uh, let's see. So, um, let me go to this view because it makes it easier for me. Okay, so they had. They went into Utah where it was one twenty eight, one twenty six. They went to Sacramento one twenty one, one fourteen, against the Clippers one sixteen ninety two, and then against the Lakers one thirty eight, one ten. Um, so the last couple games have been on the road, at least. Uh, yeah, over. Seems like it's been going back to the over. Yeah, five out of the last seven games have gone over the total for the uh, San Antonio Spurs overall. I don't got no problem backing over. I have no problem backing over with them. They've been very profitable. I think they're one of the three most profitable teams to the over for the mm-hmm. whole season. So, yeah, I, I like that against a Memphis team without Dylan Brooks, um, their best yeah. defender. So, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, overall, the uh, San Antonio Spurs are second in the league towards the over 18, 13, and two, a hair under uh, 60% on the season. Um, quickly, just recently looking at what they've done pace wise, um, San Antonio is number two in pace uh, over the last five games uh, so far, and the Memphis Grizzlies are uh, right in the middle of the pack at 15. So, uh, yeah, leaning towards the over in this game. 
Let's move over to the next game, Terrell. We have the New York Knicks headed to OKC to take on the Thunder, where the New York Knicks are a four and a half point road favorite, currently seeing a total of 206. Uh, let's get to the injury report here for the New York Knicks. Uh, Julius Randle did enter the health and safety protocols for the New York Knicks. He is going to be out for this game as well as Nerlens Noel. Uh, Derek Rose, we know about the ankle uh, injury uh, in the surgery that he had. Um, Evan Fournier is also questionable for this game um, for the New York Knicks. For the they Oklahoma stay out. Yeah. <laughs> for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Darius Baisley, Josh Giddy are in health and safety protocols. Uh, and Shea Gilkis Alexander is questionable tonight uh, with a right ankle sprain. Trey Mann is also in health and safety protocols, as well as Pokushevsky and Jeremy Earl Robinson also in health and safety protocols. Whew, that was a lot. All right, uh, three and a half, four uh-huh. and a half now for the uh, New York Knicks. What are you thinking? I think it kind of depends on if Shea's playing tonight or not, basically. Oh, if Shea's not playing, I'm definitely off of the Thunder. I'm on the Thunder right now, but if Shea's not playing, I'm definitely not fucking with the Thunder. I think that this is this is a spot where he can get up. This is a spot where Lou Dort gets up. Lou Dort has a four-point advantage at home in terms of scoring he scores four more points on average than he does on the road it might be at three now he had a couple of good road games recently so it might be around three uh but he he's at end of the day he's a better much better at home uh the knicks are allowing three point uh basically four threes a game to the small four position lou dort loves to jack those up that's most in the league in the past seven games uh, they're allowing a whole bunch of points to a small forward position. I think Lou Dort can have a really, really good game, especially if SGA is in there and can facilitate a little bit. SGA can go in there and get his own shot at any given time. I don't think that this this Thunder team is like out of the water with all these people out. Like They're very, very scrappy. Uh, it feels like this is a game that they can contend with the Knicks and compete in, especially uh, the Knicks. Now they have to find out this rotation with Julius Randle out, which is something that they haven't had to do in – well over a year because Julius Randle's more or less really durable plays in almost every game. Uh, so we'll see um, <laughs> like what Obi Toppin's usage is. I think that uh, maybe I'm going to get, you know, punched in the mouth for this because the Knicks still do have a pretty good roster. Uh, RJ Barry, I expect to have a really, really good game this game. Um, especially if Evan Fournier is out, but I think Evan Fournier is probably going to end up playing in this game. But if he's out, I expect R.J. Barrett to have a really, really good game, but I think he'll still have a good game if Evan Fournier is in there. Um, Kemba be able to facilitate a little bit more. I think he'll be all right. Uh, Obi Toppin, you know, they just have they have a, a really good roster around yeah. them. So maybe I'm talking myself out of OKC right here, but it just feels like this is a get-up spot for OKC at home, coming back. Uh, fourth, going for a fourth straight home win. They're doing really, really good at home right now. Give me, give me OKC plus four and a half, and I'll sprinkle on the money line. Yeah, I don't need to repeat everything that you just said because I pretty much agree with everything that you just said. That you know, this squad for the Knicks is a lot deeper um, for for, uh, for the Knicks rather than when you're missing two guys uh, for the uh, Thunder. If they're missing, Josh Giddy is out for this game, so if they're also going to be without uh, SGA tonight. The, the fall off is is significant for the OKC Thunder. And not only that, there's also other key role players in this team that are going to be out tonight, right? Pokushevsky, I talked about. Uh, Robinson Earl, he's a, a big piece. Darius Baisley. So who's going to be playing for Trey Mann, another player? So 
Lou Dort has been struggling shooting the three-point ball over his last four games. He's a combined five of 30. Um, so if he's not making shots and this cold streak is going to continue, we might see a game here where the Knicks can win this by, you know, 15, 20 points, even without Julius Randle in this lineup. And I agree with you. Again, this is a game that if Evan Fournay is not able to go, that R.J. Barrett points, rebounds, and assists might be something to take a look at um, in the absence of not only Julius Randle, but also probably Evan Fournier in this game. Um uh, as far as player props for this uh, game, uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell at two Oh six. So you're on the Knicks. So yeah. Knicks. I think I'm on the Knicks four and a half. Uh, okay. Again, I'll say this. I think everything that you just said that if SGA doesn't go, I'm on the Knicks, but um, if SGA does go, I will probably lean towards the thunder, but actually no, even if SGA goes, I'm going to stick with the Knicks here, man. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel good. The Knicks really let the uh, depleted Minnesota team in that game. Like they they really let them in that game in a game where it was all Malik Beasley and Josh McDaniels. Like I think that they could have a similar night with uh with the OKC here and SGA and Lou Dort. So yeah, get yeah. nah, give me Thunder. Give me Thunder. I don't really yeah. have any thoughts on the total either. Maybe under. Yeah, definitely just make sure to check the status of SGA because uh, as of the latest one, he is still questionable for tonight's game. Uh, let's get over to one of the two last games, Terrell. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves headed to Utah to take on the Jazz, where the Jazz are a 12.5-point home favorite. Currently seeing a total of 221.5. Let's check the injury report for both of these squads. Anthony Edwards is questionable. I think he'll be able to go tonight, but definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh-huh. Um, D'Angelo, Russell, and Kat are currently in the health and safety protocols. Jared Allen is also – sorry, Jared Allen. Jared Vanderbilt is uh, questionable for tonight as well. For the, Utah, yeah, for the Utah Jazz, um, Donovan Mitchell does return in the lineup after missing the last two games. Mike Conley is out for this game tonight. He's resting. And Joe Ingles is also questionable with a left lower back strain for the Utah Jazz. But I think we've covered this at volumes, Terrell. Double digits at home for Utah Jazz seems like an auto fade for the NBA gambling podcast right now. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I just don't think that they're – I don't think they're 13 points better than this Minnesota. Even how Minnesota's been playing, even with players out, I don't think they're 13 points better. Like Minnesota has been playing really, really well, even with all these players out. They've been playing really, really well. I don't think that they're that much better than them at all. So, I mean, if I'm getting Anthony Edwards back, uh, maybe it depends on his conditioning and how yeah. he looks, mm-hmm. uh, whether he can be go out there and be efficient, not just score the basketball much, but go out there and be efficient. Then, like, if he can go out there and be efficient, then this is a money line play for me. Like, Ooh. this is a money line play for me. Okay. If, he, if Anthony Edwards is conditioned and he can go out there and play efficient basketball and just fit back in, Malik Beasley still do what he do. We know he's really, really good at basketball. Uh, McDaniels. And then they brought in freaking Greg Monroe off the bench who's been balling. Yeah. Like, I just don't I, – I, I don't – like, Greg Monroe off the street has been balling a lot. Uh, the, the, I just don't know. And Pat Bev, if Pat Bev can do anything defensively and hold Donovan Mitchell with a bad back, apparently, uh, and hold him down, then I think this is a money line play. Like they can get up for this game. Like yeah. Minnesota can get up for this game. So give me give me Minnesota plus the what is it twelve and a half? Give me that. Yeah, plus twelve and a half for the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Um, I agree. I think this is a big Donovan Mitchell game tonight. But again, when you're missing. 
key pieces like Mike Conley tonight, who's out with rest, and also your questionable with Joe Ingles tonight. Um, we've talked about this, right? In double digits at home for Utah, we're fading that, and we're going to take the other team. And quickly looking at the ATS numbers, Utah 17, 17 and 17 overall against the spread so far this season. They're 8 and 11 at home so far this season against the spread, uh, 8 and 11 uh, as a home favorite as well. This is the third matchup between these two teams. Uh, back on, let's see here. They played last on, I just had it in front of me. Where'd it go? Okay, so November 8th, sorry, December 8th, uh, 136-104 victory for the uh, Utah Jazz. They won that game by 32. But I just want to make sure to make see who did play and who did not play in that game for the Timberwolves. So uh, D'Lo did not play in that game and no Malik Beasley, but they did have Cat and Anthony Edwards in that game and Patrick Beverly. But the last game, um, these two teams just matched up, I think, a couple weeks ago where the in Utah, where the Jazz won that game 128-116 by 12 points. Um, so I think that, again, you know, you Minnesota is can stay within this number, right? They're missing two guys here tonight, our Utah Jazz. So I think I'll take the plus 12 and a half. Malik Beasley is a guy to look out for this game, Terrell. I think that he uh, had a 33-point performance against Utah Jazz um, last Thursday. Uh, he also dropped 14 earlier this year against the same Utah Jazz squad. So I think Malik Beasley is a worth and a look at a player prop here uh, tonight against yep. Utah Jazz. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Two twenty one uh, and a half. Not really. All yeah, right. No, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, maybe the over. Maybe the over. I think that points can't be scored. I think that. Uh, I don't think the Jazz are just going to go lay an egg, but I do think Minnesota can keep up. So, I, all right. Especially if Anthony Edwards is playing ball, so maybe I'll go over. Okay. Uh, let's get to the last game, Terrell. We have the Portland Trailblazers headed to LA to take on the Lakers. Well, the Lakers are a five and a half point home favorite against this Portland squad. Let's look at the injury report here. Uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, a lot of pieces are in the health and safety protocols. They should be getting Ben McLemore and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. back tonight. They're listed probable on the injury report, but Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Anthony Simons, um, and Cody Zeller are all in health and safety protocols for the Portland Trailblazers. For the Los Angeles Lakers, um, nobody in health and safety protocols other than Rondo, but he's no longer probably with this Lakers team after the trade rumors or the trade uh, that is probably happening with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So everybody else is a go for this team. I think we need to mention the LeBron James birthday uh, game today, maybe Terrell, since it was his birthday yesterday. Mm, you know, I, I like give them to play on their birthday, but okay. Uh, I, I mean, either way, I just think LeBron, like you can't fate LeBron in what he's doing right now. You can't. And the market hasn't accounted for it. Like this was the first thing I look at almost every single morning and I don't, We'll get to the side and total here for a second, but we highlighted LeBron at uh, nine straight games now without Anthony Davis, 30 plus points. The market today has this limit listed at 30 and a half. So they finally adjusted that. But I think we got to stay with points and rebounds for uh, LeBron James here tonight. It's at 39 and a half, but I still think he crushes it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm so with let's you. get to the side here, Terrell. Five and a half for the Lakers. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm not taking Portland right now. I'm not taking Portland right now. I can't do it. Uh, Larry Nance has a birthday tomorrow, I think. So maybe. I don't know. Revenge um, game for him. He Wasn't he with the Lakers before he got traded? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was before he went to Cleveland. So it is a little bit of a revenge game. So that'd be fun. Larry Nance went off. That'd be fun. Um, 
Nah, man, I, I can't get behind. I cannot get behind Portland right now. Like I literally cannot get behind Portland right now. I, I, I just don't know. Like they're not, they're not as bad as they're playing. They're really not as bad as they're playing, but they're playing really, really bad right now. And I hate laying this many points with the Lakers. So I'm kind of torn in between two worlds where I don't want to be right now in this game. Uh, I'll probably end up not having anything going in this game at all, to mm-hmm. be honest. But if I had to pick a side, give me the Lakers in the five. Like, I just can't trust Portland right now. And then, and especially them coming on the road. Like, I can't trust them right now at all. Yeah. Uh, looking at the ATS numbers here, right? I mean, for for Portland, look, it, it's bad on the road, especially we've talked about this, Terrell. 3-11 and 11 on the road against the spread. They're 2-6. and six as road underdogs so far this season. And, and for the Lakers, it's not much better. They're six and 14 against the spread at home, five and 12 as a home favorite. But I think that this Lakers squad has pretty much everybody back, expect, uh, except for Anthony uh, Davis. Um, I'm trying to see if these two teams have already matched up this season. Um, they played earlier this year on November 6th, where the Portland Trailblazers won that game. Uh, 105, 106, and then um, this will be the second matchup. But I think for me, it's Lakers or pass. Because like you said, this Portland team right now, what they've done over their last two games, they lost by 15 points to the uh, Utah Jazz the other night, and then they lost to the Dallas Mavericks without Luka and those guys that they had in health and safety protocols by 15 as well. Both of those games, they gave up 132 and 120. So I think that... Lakers team total might be worth a look here. And I think the total is uh-huh. indicative of that uh, 227, but over 116 for the Lakers. I, I kind of like, especially with the pace that they're playing at. Um, but yeah, for me, it's Lakers or pass. Yeah, um, I, I agree. All right. So that is the last game here for the uh, New Year's Eve schedule in the NBA. Uh, let's get to our picks for tonight. Terrell um, lock. Let's start with the lock and dog, and then we'll uh, get to our bold predictions and also our Friday's parlay. So you want to lead it off tonight uh, for our picks? No, you got to go because we sw- we went back and we went back to me leading, and we I think we hopped off the mojo too quick. Like we had maybe a, a slight bit of a down day, and we hopped off the mojo and, and threw it back over to me, and we went zero for four. So I think we okay. need to go back and we go back to you and just let it go for a little while, see what we do. All right. Um, so let's see for my lock here today. Um, I I really like the way we kind of dissected that Raptors, uh, game. And I think that again, the success that the Raptors should have tonight inside the paint against this, uh, sorry, this, uh, Clippers defense, because they don't have their front court. I think the Raptors take care of business at home. They have all their guys back. So give me the Toronto Raptors minus the six and a half tonight as my lock for my dog. Um, let's see here. Man, man, man. Um, I already know what you're going to pick. So I'm going to leave that for you. You know what? I'm going to pick because I don't even think I know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to put faith in my team here tonight with the Houston Rockets. Even if Jimmy Butler is able to go tonight, let's go with the Houston Rockets. Plus three and a half against the spread and sprinkle obvious on that money line as well. Plus 140. Um, Rockets are healthy. Jalen Green is back. Kevin Porter Jr. is back. Christian Wood is in this lineup. Just too many injuries right now for uh, the um, for the Miami Heat and guys being in health and safety protocol. So 
I'll take the Rockets here tonight, plus 140 as my dog uh, to close out this 2021 year. All right, Terrell, what do you got? Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm not really feeling the Mavericks again. Not going to go that way. Uh, all right. Then I guess it's the – yeah, I mean, I, get, I feel the most comfortable about the Bulls in this spot. I just don't like the way the Pacers are playing right now. I don't think that they're uh, – maybe that maybe that Hornets game was a slight look ahead to the Bulls, maybe, but I just don't think they play – what they play up to the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Like, I really don't. They, they, I don't think they compete well with those teams. Uh, so, give me the Chicago Bulls. Like, didn't they lose to a depleted Miami squad? Didn't they lose that game? I don't know. I, Ooh, I gotta go Chicago? Back that. No, uh, the Pacers. Like, I just don't think that they compete with the higher teams of the Eastern Conference. Like, they just don't compete in those games. They're, they're a team that beats up on the little guy. Like, they beat up. Yeah, they lost to a depleted Heat team. So, yeah. yeah, give me the Chicago Bulls laying three and a half. This number's short. Give me the Chicago Bulls laying three and a half. That's my lock. Okay. Uh, as my dog, leaning, leaning OKC, but I don't think I want to put the Knicks in my uh, – like, I don't think I want to bet against them. I feel like that hasn't done well for me. Um, I really, I really could troll and just give you Minnesota uh, plus five ninety. I would still sprinkle on it. I'm not gonna make it my dog, but I'm, I would sprinkle on it. I'm gonna take the uh, San Antonio Spurs here. I'm getting them at plus one ninety against the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm just gonna fade Memphis against anybody that is not a top four seed in the Western Conference. Uh, they're still depleted by COVID way more than the San Antonio Spurs are. San Antonio Spurs are missing their best player, but I think that's a great popular system. I think that they're going to play good defense against the Memphis Grizzlies, and that may actually drive this game to go under a little bit. Uh, but I think they're going to play really good defense against the Memphis Grizzlies today, and they're still going to find ways to be able to score the basketball and take advantage of the low spots where the Memphis Grizzlies are missing some uh, very key guys. So give me the San Antonio Spurs plus 190 on the money line. All right, so your lock is Bulls minus three and the Spurs money line at plus 190 uh, today against the Memphis Grizzlies. And just to recap mine, I have Raptors minus six and a half as my lock and the Rockets plus 140 um, against the Miami Heat. Terrell, let's get to our Friday's parlays. Uh, You want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, you can go. All right, so I'll keep this simple. Mine is a five-team uh, five parlay. Uh, I'm going to go with the over in the Blazers and Lakers game. I'm going to go over in the Wolves and Jazz game. I'm going to go over in the Bulls and Pacers game, and then Knicks money line and Hawks money line. So that's over in the Blazers, Lakers, Wolves, Jazz, and Bulls, Pacers, and then money lines on the Knicks and the uh, Atlanta Hawks that'll get you close to 20 to 1. Okay. Whoa, you you threw out something juicy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, it's the last my. day of the year. We got to throw something. Yeah, out. Moon off. You threw something juicy. You made me <laughs> you made me just add two legs to my parlay. So, uh yeah, I won't expect in that. He made me add two more legs. So, I got a 16er. I'll tell you what the first four was and I'll tell you what the last two I added so you can do whatever you want with that. But give me, I'm going to throw my lock and my dog in there. Give me Bulls money line, Spurs money line. Give me the Timberwolves plus 12 and a half. I just seen it move to 12. So <laughs> I like that movement. Uh, that was the three. And, what, and then the Mavericks money line. So that was the four. 
uh, that was the first four I had. And then I added Raptors money line and Hawks money line. Okay. So uh, 16 parlay pays you out 45 to one. Very Ooh. nice. There you go. All right. Nicely done. Uh, yeah. So Friday, hopefully one of us can cash our parlay here tonight to close out the year uh, with a bang here. Uh, Terrell, uh, one more question for the game tonight. One game you do not want a part of. I've been doing a bad job of highlighting this, but I think it's good for the listeners to know that you're picking one game that you want absolutely no part of. You're not going to put any money down on this game. Which is which game is that? Blazers Lakers. Blazers Lakers. I don't trust. I don't trust the Lakers laying five points because okay. they're just fucking terrible against spread, and I don't trust the Tail Blazers at all. So I'm I'm very much good on this game. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I just think that there'll be a lot of points being scored in that game. But I, as far as a side, I you, it's pick your poison at that point. But also, I think, uh, I think that's the one that kind of stood out. Obviously, the Knicks and Thunder. We don't know, even though I did pick the Knicks in a parlay. But um, without the SGA news, definitely keep out for that. But I, I probably don't want a part of that game right now. Um, without the without that information, so that will be my uh, my pick for to stay away from tonight. Um, Terrell, let's get to our bold predictions for the year twenty twenty two. It could be anything for this season or off season. Anything that you think that's going to happen in the NBA or you want to happen or think will happen. So I'll give you the floor first. What's your bold prediction? So I really, really debated this. Like, I really, really debated saying this. But I just, like, we talk about how they get up for the major teams in the Western Conference. I like the Memphis Grizzlies to make the Western Conference Finals. Ooh. That may be, uh, that's, that feels, that feels kind of bold right there. I think the, like, that's two series. They have to win two series to get there. Yeah, I think the Memphis Grizzlies win the what I I think they win not win the Western Conference Finals, but I think they make the Western Conference Finals. I think we could see a Golden State and a Memphis Grizzlies Western Conference Finals, and that would be fun. That would be really really fun. I think that that playoff run would be the John Morant like John Morant is officially here. Like he's really really here. Yeah. Uh, we knew he was good. We knew he was like that, but he's really really here when they're healthy and they're full strength. You're telling me I've got. Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and how Desmond Bain's been playing is f- fucking phenomenal. I think that they could get up, win a first round, you know, whoever they get in the first round and win that pretty comfortably, and then upset somebody in the next round and make the Western Conference Finals. Like, I think they could very much do that, and that's really in the cards for them. So I was debating this for, for a while since you sent me the text, and I didn't know if I was really going to say them, but when we, get, when we got to the show, it just felt on my soul to say it. So, yeah, I like the Memphis Grizzlies to make the Western Conference Finals. I, 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 like, I like that, right? Memphis right now is number four in the Western Conference. They're 22 and 14. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. A little pop quiz here, Terrell. So – Grizzlies have 22 wins uh, and 14 losses. That's 36 games. Of their 22 wins, how many of those do you think has come against the Western Conference? 20. 18. So they're, <laughs> yeah. Eight, yeah. Yeah. So they're 18 and nine against the spread. Uh, sorry, not against spread. Uh, straight up against the Western Conference. So I think the handicap's right there, man. They, they, they get up against these Western Conference games. They have teams that have come into the Western Conference 
and uh, sorry, into their building that are, you know, the better Western conference teams. And they just get up for, um, they just get up for those opponents. And I think that in, in a L. year and they, they feed them. L. Yeah. And in a year where the Clippers don't, have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George now um, for at least another month or so. Denver Nuggets have their injuries. We don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers. Dallas never make it past at least a first or second round of the playoffs. Um, I think this is a, a probably a three to four horse race to get to that Western Conference Finals between the Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Grizzlies. So I don't hate that prediction with the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, we'll write that I, I mean, one down. They're right now, right now they're fourth seed. So the if the playoffs started today, they'd be playing Denver. I think yeah. I don't think there's outside of open possibility they beat Denver. And then they what would that put the would that put them next against the Golden State? I think. No. So no, Golden State would play no Golden State would play uh, No, you're right. They'll play Golden State. Because it's one eight yeah. four five. Okay, yeah. So that'll put them up against the Golden State. Uh I think that they can compete. One, I think they can get a better I honestly do think that they can get a better outlook than playing Golden State. But um, in the next round, but I think that they'll get. I think that just like they played them in that uh, in that playing game, I think they can get up for Golden State. Like yeah. I really do think they could get up for Golden State. Now, you know, I think the fact that Golden State will win would win, but mm-hmm. I think they can get up, and I wouldn't be surprised. And if they get a better seating, you know, whether uh, Utah falls down or anything like that, like they get, or if they just kind of you know stumble stumble late and you know somehow you know fall to a 60 like we don't know uh if the lakers are going to turn things on we don't know if the clippers are going to get their play like when paul george comes back i fully expect the clippers to turn things on a little bit as well so you don't know what you know a lot of these guys could do they could stumble around like they're right there they're right there uh you know three and a half games back and we're in december and they're four games back from three and a half games uh ahead of you know the five six and they're four games back from the three. So anything can happen. I think that if they avoid a second round matchup with Golden State, like if if that situation arises and they avoid a second round matchup with Golden State, I can very much see them making the Western Conference Finals to play Golden State. Very much so. Yeah, I think that the, the, the key is going to be for them is that they're going to have to avoid, avoid Golden State because, again, you're going to get, get Clay Thompson back in. You know, Thompson at that point, when the playoffs approach, he's going to have his feet under him, right? He's going to be up to speed of the NBA game because he's mm-hmm. missed, you know, the past, two past years. And again, they're also going to have James Wiseman as well. So um, the, already the way that they're playing right now, I think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be a tough out. But so I think for the for the Memphis Grizzlies that they're going to have to get up to that three seed uh, in the Western Conference and, you know, take on, you know, the uh, – if they get up to three, it'll probably be they're going to face Utah or – um, you probably play Utah or, or the uh, Phoenix Suns in that second round of the uh, uh, Western Conference uh, playoffs. So, yeah, I agree with that, man. And this Memphis team is on a different level this year. Um, for my bold prediction, whew, I thought about this as well. And, and there's some things that – there's two factors that kind of back it up. I think that James Harden is not going to be with the Brooklyn Nets next year. And there's there's kind of things that again at the beginning or there's two things that have kind of happened this season is like we've we've talked about the whole Kyrie situation that he didn't want to get vaccinated, you know, and that's his personal choice. We're not going to get political about it, but 
when James Harden was asked about Kyrie Irving in a couple of interviews at the beginning of the season and, and kind of in, during the season, he seemed annoyed about him, people asking him about the Kyrie situation. That was one part of it. And, and another part of it is that at a point, I think that when they signed Kevin Durant to the long-term extension that they, that, James Harden also had the opportunity to get it done because he knows that he's going to get max money to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Why hasn't that been done yet? But I think another big thing that kind of stood out for me is that I think this was last month or the month prior that James Harden came out and said, I still don't know what my role is on this team. Like, am I supposed to be the facilitator? Am I supposed to be the scorer? Am I supposed to be the guy that I was in Houston where I was absolutely putting up stats? What am I supposed to do on this roster? And I think that 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 those questions are really making me think that that James Harden is probably not going to return to this team uh, as a as a player of of or a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I don't know what his next destination is going to be, but I just think that this is a point where I think that. If, if if they win a championship this year, do the Brooklyn Nets? I just think that James Harden is not is going to go to a another team in the NBA. Okay, no, I, yeah, I, I I completely could see that, and it is uh, interesting that he hasn't signed a long term deal with them yet. Like they haven't figured that out, but it's it's really hard to give you know those three guys like max money. Like it's really really hard and to maneuver cap space and do all that. So. Uh, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see where he goes. And I, you know, is it a championship and, and I'm out like Kawhi, yeah. Yeah. you know, is it, you know, is this a, is this a, a year, year two rental for uh, James Harden? And then he's like, I'm moving on and I'm getting paid somewhere else or I'm going somewhere else or the like anything yeah. like that. So very interested to see how the rest of this year goes. Yeah, they're still, I mean, they're still number one right now in the Eastern Conference, even without Kyrie. Kyrie should be back in a week or two for them, at least for their road games. But, um, you know, it, those are just some of the things that, that has kind of transpired throughout the season where I was kind of thinking that, hey, James Harden, you know, defining his role, he doesn't know what it is. And, and the contract extension and the whole Kyrie situation. So, um, yeah, uh, bold maybe, but uh, it'll be interesting to see as we – uh, get into the second half of the year, and then obviously offseason, where it's one of the most exciting times in the NBA. Terrell, that, like they're gonna have yeah. to. It feels like they're gonna have to choose James Harden or Kyrie at some point. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, a, yeah. And you probably choose be, James Harden hey, for. Yeah, and I mean, I was just going into like another little like. Kyrie's been talking about how much he regretted the decision leaving LeBron. Like, what mm-hmm. if they they get the band back together at some point? Like what if Kyrie and LeBron? Yeah, well, it could be LA. Are we are we guaranteeing that LeBron's finishing his career in LA? Like I don't know. I I don't know what I honestly don't know what LeBron does. I think LA was a great move for him and his family. Yeah. And but once you know, once like the kids are getting like they're getting older, Bronny's about to be out of school. Uh, Bryce is still in school. Like Mm -hmm. you know, so it'd be. I mean, I'd be interested to see. I don't think that this construct that the Lakers have is going to stay together for much longer. So, I mean, if we saw, uh, if we saw, uh, you know, people, they, what if they just did a swap and both of them got the band back together. And so Russell Westbrook and KD got together and Kyrie and uh, LeBron got back together. Like that would, that'd be interesting. What would you think a trade? And I know we're getting off tangent here, but 
they trade around Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't no, I I don't think Anthony Davis I think Anthony Davis is a non-negotiable piece. Even though he's uh street clothes and he's uh yeah, sir, I think he's a non-negotiable piece. I think if anybody moves off that team is Russ. Yeah. Uh, that was almost gonna be my bold prediction. It was that Russell Westbrook is not a Laker in twenty twenty two. Uh that was that was going to be my bold prediction. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was bold enough. Because it, it just felt it just felt like, well, duh, like, but I mean, he's been one and done on teams for the past few years. I think this is probably like a, they just like, hey, we tried it. It didn't work. No hard yeah. feelings. I'm going to get you up out of here, put you in a good situation. I think it would be a solid and I think it'd be a solid situation if James, Russ and uh, KD got back together in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie went over to L.A. One, he doesn't need to get vaccinated. Uh, he can play. Oh no! Yes, he, no. Wait, I think they got the. I think California got the same rule either. But either way, yeah, uh, I think it would be a good, a uh, good situation for both, like for both parties. Like that, I truly think that that Lakers Nets dynamic that we want to see and we want to see them go to head. I think that happens if they swap those two players. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does. I mean. Yeah, you get the band back together with those three guys from OKC, and then um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kyrie, with Russ, um, and the situation that's in the Lakers right now. So, uh, yeah, some bold prediction for you guys as we kind of close out 2021. Terrell, that is going to bring us to the last uh, episode of 2021, man. Uh, any final thoughts? And then uh, let the people know where they can find you, bro. No, I'm good. Uh, happy New Year, everyone. Yep. At really real underscore underscore Instagram Twitter, SGPN. You know, it's been love. I'm super excited for the next 365. Let's get it. Yeah, everything uh, Terrell said. Have a happy, happy New Year, guys. Be safe out there. Uh, we will be back on Monday uh, to dissect everything that happened in the NBA over the weekend. Uh, definitely looking forward to an exciting 2022 for SGPN, for the NBA gambling podcast, and and the things that are uh, things that are to come for the uh, uh, SGPN network, the entire network. So, uh, with that being said, guys, have a happy New Year. Be safe out there. We will see you back on Monday. Till then, you can find me on Twitter at SportsStart824. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Let's break the books off this weekend and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go.